0: To instructions. Touch if you like. Let's welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. Featuring Lou Finnecaro. Boom. A production of GreenrollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%, 100% Netflix is- Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event, and he's all about business, Lou Finnecaro. Welcome to the UFC 284 Makachev Volkanovski edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast, schedule today we're gonna jump right in first this is the first of six straight events in the UFC we'll be looking forward to attacking each and every one of them but we're not going to get too over our skis at least in investment dollars for this card but there is an awful lot that I like on UFC 284 the first order of business is always is to thank the many fight enthusiasts who continue to contribute to our growth. Okay, just before we jump into round one, I really want to share an excellent idea from the people at Green Roll. It's called The Fights on Us. This weekend, obviously a pay-per-view, my partners at Green Roll are deciding we're going to give away to one listener the pay-per-view. And you're talking about a $70, $80 event. Green Roll's generous to put that up. And so you can enter by going to Green Roll Media's Instagram page, follow them, then tag two friends under the UFC 284, the Fights on Us post. That's it. It's that easy. One lucky winner will be announced on the day of the fights tomorrow and receive a payment in the amount of $79.99 to cover the cost of the pay-per-view. So head on over to Greenroll Media's Instagram and enter to win today. Uh, okay, so now to business. Last week, we pick up just under a unit. So far through the year, we're six and six plus 0.90 units. So we're almost a unit up. We're not gonna retire on that, but it's a decent start. Today, the weigh-ins... Because this event is in Perth, take place 3 p.m. Pacific, we're taping before then. Because of that, we'll make a couple of shifts and shimmies in the delivery of the podcast today. That said, we've got four rounds for you, and let's jump right in. Today, the UFC weigh-ins begin at 3, and there's a lot to really view there because if we're thinking of considering some fighter that comes as a ship-in, meaning away from Australia into Perth for the event, we have to gather all the information possible, meaning I have to be able to watch weigh-ins before I commit, especially on a ship-in going to fight a local. If I'm going to be able to make a wager on that person, I got to be able to watch the weigh-ins. And for that reason, they'll be One to four releases that I'll have to expose to everyone via Twitter later in the day. That said, I've got four rounds, four opportunities, and we're going to start with round one right now. (music) Round one, a featherweight bout. Josh Kulibau, Melcik Bagdasarian, one of the futures we released a couple weeks ago. Kulibau then plus 130, now Minus 105. Lines kind of tightened up a little bit. Bagdasarian, the ship in from Armenia, a lefty. Guy's got power in everything he does, but he steps up considerably in class and he travels in. Kulabao, meanwhile, the local, of course, inch taller, three years younger, three inch reach advantage. He's got the UFC experience advantage, the speed advantage as well. In a fight lined over minus 175, if this close, tight fight goes to the judges, I want the Australian. Kulubau then plus 130. We own CLV on that particular uh, release, and he's currently minus 105. Still a release. Kulubau up to minus 110, minus 115 is round one's release. Now let's move into round two. In round two, we'll go straight to the co-main event, Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett. Now here's a fight that was a future release where we took Emmett plus 121. Currently, he's priced plus 155. Now I'm not proud of that at all. My angle for releasing early is to attack the line and gain the Closing line value, not give it away. In this case, those that followed me were at a little bit of a market disadvantage, but that's the way it is. Should Emmett win this fight, we're going to only credit the podcast 121 as it was released. Those of you able to play it now will be able to get Emmett at a much better position. And yes, uh, Rodriguez is the younger man, four inches taller. He's got an inch reach advantage, the more flamboyant striker. I'm not certain that I could say the more well-rounded mixed martial artist, nor do I think he packs incredible power outside the kicks or the spinning elbows, to be honest. Yair Rodriguez, 62% takedown defense. And what we saw with Frankie Edgar some years ago may not be quite so easy now. Surely Rodriguez, as inactive as he's been, has been improving with each fight. He's surely been working on his takedown defense. And if Josh Emmett wants to win this championship, he's going to have to mix wrestling with striking. He can't be the bob and weave single power puncher guy or he'll give this fight away. This is going to be a really excellent fight. Look for Emmett to keep it standing for a round or two. Go to the body, tire this long, tall kid out, and then maybe in the third, fourth round, get him to the ground, try and smear him out down in that capacity. That's what we look for. Round two, Josh Emmett, plus 121. Those of you listening today, plus 155 or better. Now let's move into round three. In round three, we'll go back into the main card, and we're going to go up and wait to the heavyweights where local Justin Taffa going to take on ship in Parker Porter. Now, uh, we don't worry necessarily about heavyweights with the scales as much. And it's less an issue for me because I'm surely taking the ship in Porter, a guy that is really a more evolved fighter. He's got size on the opponent. He really needs to get this to the floor somehow. Decision fighter has the experience. He's taking on the local who's a big bomber. But the big bomber really has power but little skill Bad man, as he's called, 5-3 and three in the UFC's loss to Philippe and De Castro, two guys no longer in the organization, beat Vandera, a decent journeyman. I think this is a good spot for Porter, and the key, 2.5 under, minus 155. I question that under uh, i i really think there's there's potential value in the over here because i think maybe porter doesn't put him away but i think this will be a one-sided fight where porter will eventually get Taffa down get on top of him and then that'll be the end of that in a boring fight round three parker porter closing plus 110 as of this podcast now let's move into round four Okay, in round four, we're skipping right into the main event, and this was released a week ago, and I had no intention of releasing it that early. It was my conviction that Volkanovsky's price would continue to go up to about 350 up until fight time, or at least let me say that was my hope and aspiration. Last week when we did the podcast, it was sitting at plus 350 As I said then, When we get a a juicy, effective, positive price, we take it. And if it would have risen, I'd have lived with it. But in fact, it's gone down. We got Islam Makachev who opened 330 against Volkanovsky's 280. Now Makachev 400 or so to Volkanovsky 310, 320, depending where you're shopping. To keep it simple... I believe that if you've watched the Volkanovsky interviews through the week, he's a little bit incensed and he feels disrespected because Makachev's been smug and underestimating him and I, that's, I can't say it any better. That's exactly what I feel is happening. Makachev has had a great last five or six fights, however, when you really look at it, he decisioned. Davi Ramos. Well, who's Davi Ramos? A short squat grappler. And before then, he took on Armand Sarukian in Sarukian's debut and barely beat a decision out of him. What's Sarukian? A short, sawed-off lightweight. And what's Makachev going to fight on Saturday night? A short, sawed-off, legitimate lightweight with a chip on his shoulder in front of his home people. Makachev is biting off plenty in this fight, in my opinion. And I believe, as much respect as I can give his vice grip Sambo game, he gives his striking, which is very pronounced and refined, I think more credit than it's due. And I think to stand in front of Olkanowski for any amount of time in this fight is going to be a mistake. And I think it's going to be hard for him to try and take down a fire hydrant. And that's what Volkanovski, Sarukian, and Davi Ramos all are. This is a really excellent spot for Volkanowski. I can't tell you how much I like him. I love the position 350. If it's 310 or 320 now, I like that position too. I really like this main event to go to decision plus 130. I think this is a decision fight all day long. And when Makachev, who, oh, by the way, hasn't been out of the third round in three years. He's going to have to go five rounds with this maniac Volkanowski, who's been going five rounds in featherweight for some time. I think it's the championship rounds where we see Volkanowski excel. Don't be afraid. Via decision Volkanowski plus 600, we'll put a quarter of a unit on that as well. Now, that's round four, one unit Volkanowski a quarter unit Volkanovsky via decision. And then understand, please, that there are three or four fights I'm highly interested in throughout the rest of the day. And after the weigh-ins, which are 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific time, please check Twitter. My Twitter feed will hold two to four more positions on this fight card. Until next week. I wish everyone good luck, and thank you so much. Yeah! Boom. That's it! That is it! Unbelievable! That was insane! You've been locked into Blue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finacaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. And of all the superlatives... Oh! Tomorrow's button that hand is ridiculous! Oh my goodness!